Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Welcome in to day one of Cleveland Browns training camp 2022. Nathan Zagura and Jason Gibbs with you fieldside at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, where in just about an hour, the Browns will take the field for the first time at training camp this year. But let's all remember, let's all relax. There's a ramp-up period now. It's part of the new CBA, and so today will be some conditioning the Browns will then practice more of a traditional practice as you're used to seeing tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. They will have Sunday off. There are no p- pads periods allowed until after the first four days that day off. So the first time that the Browns could be in pads will be early next week in that Monday session. But they may elect to go into pads on Tuesday So that's what we're going to see here today, just kind of get into the mix. But the Browns had a walkthrough earlier today. We'll hear from head coach Kevin Stefanski live in about 10 minutes. Uh, Miles Garrett spoke at the podium today. We'll have some of that for you. We also had Greg Newsom at the podium and Nick Chubb. So some big, big names in the early going for the Cleveland Browns here out at camp today. We're going to be joined by ESPN NFL Nation Browns reporter Jake Trotter in hour number two. Plus, I've got an exclusive one-on-one with the Chief, David Njoku, the Browns tight end, who signed that big extension, kind of came at the end of the OTAs and participated in minicamp, and now he is back. But before we even get into any of that and some of the news of the day, which we'll get to in in just a second, I got to tell you, looking around this field, what they have done, the way they have opened things up, the amount of space that is now available for stands and for the fans to be able to take this in is awesome. I think the new wraps look great. A lot of brownie, the elf, the running brownie featured prominently, which, oh, could that mean something? I don't know. I don't know. Cross Country Mortgage Campus, obviously, their logos everywhere, but just such a bigger space, so much. It feels like it's going to be such a better fan experience. And frankly, the fields look beautiful, and we are, I think, you know, ready to get this thing going here to kick off the 2022 season for the Browns. We do have some roster updates as of yesterday evening. Tackle Jack Conklin due to a knee injury. And cornerback Denzel Ward due to that foot injury that was suffered on that day at final day of minicamp at First Energy Stadium. Uh, they both will open training camp on the physically unable to perform list, um, non-football injury list, defensive tackle Sheldon Day with a back, and linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. with a groin. That just means they happened while they were training away from the facility. And n- none of these are considered serious. We know Conklin has been rehabbing ever since he suffered that injury against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, uh, the torn patella tendon. So that rehab, I'm told, is ahead of schedule, and the team is optimistic that he can be back sooner rather than later. But obviously, they will err on the side of caution with a guy who's a two-time first-team All-Pro right tackle and certainly knows this offense, knows his job in it. And then as for Denzel Ward, uh, the hope is that he will be back sooner rather than later um, and that the Browns, again, no jeopardy for the season with Denzel Ward at this time. Also on the non-football illness list, Javon Wims, the wide receiver, 6'4", who has played in 33 career games with seven career starts. So 
Those are the guys that won't be participating. We already know David Bell as well was on that pup list uh, when the rookies reported last Friday. But that, as other than that, that's where the Browns stand. Coming in, looking good. What does that mean? Well, I'm guessing at right tackle, we will see either Chris Hubbard or we will see James Hudson, last year's fourth-round pick, getting those first reps. My guess would be it'll be Chris Hubbard at right tackle. And then in the cornerback room with Denzel out, what will that mean? It'll mean that in two corner sets, the Browns' base defense, you'll have Greg Newsom and Greedy Williams as your starting corners. When it gets into a nickel situation, a who played so well for the Browns last year, will come in as the outside corner. Newsom will go inside, so you have Green and Greedy on the outside with Greg Newsom inside. And that's where it'll be. And then obviously MJ Emerson, the rookie, the first pick of the draft year, taken in the third round. He will have an opportunity as I think this all progresses and goes on to earn playing time and to push AJ Green. But as of today, that is how things are going to be set up for your Cleveland Browns. And again, this is a ramp up period. That's what it is called. The Browns will have over the next four days their ability to ramp things up. And so you will see them today, as I said, go through some conditioning, a brief conditioning period today. As the week progresses, Thursday, Friday, they have an opportunity to wear helmets and then even get into shells, but they will not be in pads until after these first four practices and then the day off until early next week. And a reminder that the first training camp that is open to our Browns fans will be this Saturday right here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, and uh, that will also be the debut of Browns live training camp this year. But what you're seeing now in Gibe, I love it as we look at this field. Again, so much space so much room for fans. More bleachers have been added. There are bleachers now on giant bleachers on both sides of the field. And it's just fun to see all the things get set up. The sleds, the tackling dummies, all of it kind of get put around. And you know that right now we literally are the calm before the storm. And there was, in fact, a few showers. A little rain came down. Uh, why do I have a strong suspicion that, as you hinted at when you, you came up on stage, that we're going to go inside today for practice? Because we confirmed from PR. So here we are. We'll be looking at the fields and they won't be here. Maybe I can run some routes and you can throw some passes. Yeah, I'd like to see Annarella. By the way, happy 30th, Mike Annarella. A real uh, milestone birthday for one of the finer human beings in the world. So we're excited. 30? Yeah. Yeah. So young. Spring chicken. So it sounds like they will be doing their conditioning period. A bottle of Tito's going indoors. Indoors. All right, get back. As well, he digresses. We're just looking at the field. It's empty now. Yeah, and I thought they were driving everything sad. out, but now it looks like things are – they're going to be bringing things inside. But, again, today was just going to be really a conditioning period. Instead of being in our nice air-conditioned studio, we'll just sit out in the humidity, look at a beautiful field, and uh, we'll continue to conduct Cleveland Browns daily as we would normally. Now, we will hear from the head coach here at Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, in just a few minutes, um, and, and then – and we'll be off to the races. But the Browns were able to have, as I said, a nice little walkthrough earlier today. Uh, got to see the whole team out there with the exception of the guys on the pup list. But they were all standing around. And one thing I can tell you is you say, talk about a foot injury for Denzel Ward or a foot injury for David Bell. Nobody, everybody's out in sneakers. Nobody was wearing boots or anything like that. So hopefully they will be back sooner rather than later for the Browns. And nothing considered serious, as I said, with Sheldon Day or Anthony Walker Jr. Just over to our left, the media has convened in anticipation of the Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski, addressing the media. So we'll take our first break right no. now. No, we're going to keep rolling through. Do you not read the rundown? Yeah, it Segment says 115. One. 
Long, Long segment. segment. Well, I didn't know if we wanted to get a break because there's nothing. No. They weren't We're there gonna yet. We're going to talk right on through. All right, we'll talk right We're on through. We're going to talk right on through. So we've got – well, it's confusing because you have the 115 listed under ones, which makes it seem like it's another thing. You know what sure. I'm saying? I'll give you that. That's all right. I'll all let right. you go. I'm sorry. Because that's the normal break time. It's the first that's day. Right. We're working out the kinks. Sorry, streamers. No stream. Yeah, no today. stream today. We're, we are working. We have been relocated, yeah. and so we are working on all of our IT things. Correct. And that should be taken care of by tomorrow, Gibbe. Is that your word? Is that the word? Well, eh. We're hopeful. Yeah. We're optimistic. I, I Yeah. We're optimistic. Yeah. The official Nana says she's still not getting anything. There's no stream, Nana. There's no stream. But you should be able to listen to the show. Yes, you can listen to it on the Over app. Over the air, on the app. Yeah. Right. There's lots of options. Many, many, many lots options. Lots of ways. But, yeah, unfortunately, there is uh, – we, we were in one location, and we've had to tweak a few things. That's that's why nothing's open till Saturday. That's right. We're all so, getting ready, getting it, getting in the mix good. here. Had to, had to change some things. And as of now, in case people are wondering, the waiting game continues now. There were some people on Twitter who were very, very excited about what could be going on and if whether or not things would be things would be handed down today. And we're, we're still in that window, so we'll see what ends up happening if that matters. People are saying it's coming across very faint, Gibbe. Well, that's also because 850 has a new radio studio today. So Paulus needs to be a little louder. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will work on that. I know it's probably item number five hundred on your <laughs> list of five ninety four. Gibbs five ninety four today. See, there we All go. Right. There I we go. I understand. I get you. Um, uh, Coach might be at the podium right now. It doesn't appear to be because nobody's. I don't hear anything yet there. from him. No, no. Okay. Anthony Poizal's making his way down the steps. Nothing happens without Anthony, so we know that that's going to be there. So. The Browns officially will have their first training camp practice inside due to a weather. Now, I can tell you it is currently not raining here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, which looks beautiful. I really am excited for people to come out here and see this. Uh, I, I think the logo looks great. I think some of the, the signage, great job by our great design go to the team. the VIP tent here. The great pods. It's a nice, they got some nice couches. It's elevated. Oh, so it's, beautiful. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's resplendent. So when you come here, the other thing that I would encourage you to do is to take a look at the trailers that you can rent from our fantastic ticket people. That's right. Um, and you can rent these to tailgate in. Uh, I think they set them up on Dog Pound Drive. They'll be on Dog Pound Drive, yep. Like They have TVs in them, all, beverage, food. It's got an upper deck that you can be out on in nice weather. And if it's raining and not great, you can be inside. Couches, TVs, like... It is everything that you want for your ultimate tailgate experience. And it, it is. You'll be able to check those out. Hit up the judge. Hit up Mike Judge. That's right. Mike Judge. Austin, too. Yeah. We got our great team. Austin's last name. Everybody, everybody, everybody is ready to roll here. You'll get all everybody in there. We'll get them to go. Pavlicek. So we're good. All right. We're all set here. Like I said, practice moving inside today, but it was going to be just a jog through. This is called the four-day ramp-up period due to the new 
uh, CBA that was signed a year ago. So there's a four-day ramp-up period today, conditioning. They will ramp things up, get into helmets tomorrow, uh, I would guess, and then be able to get into shells over the weekend before we take a day off on Sunday. And then the Browns would be able to, at that time, eligible to get the pads on and start getting to work in this training camp as we see the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, and PJB guiding him there, making him uh, getting bring him up to the podium here. And so we're going to have Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach. Two season debut. That's right. Coach Kevin Live. Stefanski here we go. So he is making his way in there. The media is has assembled. They are ready to go. And we'll turn it over to the podium now. And we listen to Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. Okay. Good to see everybody. Welcome back. Uh, really excited to be back here. Uh, excited to have the guys back in town. Yesterday was a little bit like first day of school, so having the upperclassmen coming back to school yesterday and uh, greeting the rookies and the quarterbacks that have been here for a few days, I, I thought was a, a fun process uh, to get through. So, uh, yesterday, today we'll shift gears and we'll get uh, into a walkthrough uh, mode, but really excited to be back. And, and I think the guys uh, you can see are ready to work. Uh, very, very pleased with where they are from a conditioning and body standpoint. I think that was evident in their body weights and their lean muscle mass and, and how they came back here. These guys put in a ton of work, and, and I'm very appreciative. And then even, uh, I think it's obviously spent time with their playbooks. We just had a walkthrough uh, this morning. I was very impressed with how on top of it the guys were. So they're locked in, uh, which I appreciate. So we have uh, miles to go. We have a lot of work that we have to do. Uh, but that work will really come on the heels of a very good spring uh, where the guys uh, put in uh, some good reps, and, and I'm appreciative of that as well. So uh, on Deshaun, I know you guys will ask a question, and I appreciate that. I don't have much to add. Uh, I don't have a ton of information for you. We have a plan, uh, and as information becomes available, we can adjust that plan. Uh, but short of that, I really don't have too much that I can uh, provide. But happy to answer any questions you guys have. What is the plan now? Right now with Deshaun, does he get all full reps? Yeah, I think guys will rotate in there, Tony, like we always do. Uh, if you saw in the spring, we rotated Deshaun and Jacoby uh, as well, so that really doesn't change. Um, so the truth is we have to get all those guys ready to play. Um, doesn't mean that you divide the reps exactly evenly among four different guys, uh, but we got to get all of them ready, and, and we have a plan to use all of them uh, at different times. So will Deshaun and, and Jacoby get equal first-team reps starting out? Yeah, I wouldn't get into like the exact percentage, um, but they're both going to get uh, a ton of reps. And really, Jake, I tell you, they both got a ton of reps in the spring, and, and I think that was the benefit of that off-season program was getting Deshaun a ton of reps, getting Jacoby a ton of reps. So that doesn't change. If there's a suspension that happens during training camp, does that change the way you're going to divvy out reps between those two guys? I think we have a plan, and we'll see what information comes available, but certainly more information may adjust what we're doing, yes. Kevin, is it disappointing that there isn't any information right now as you guys start training camp? No, I just think that's the nature of, of this game, and I think player availability, uh, we have to deal with that in-game, and you get into the fourth quarter or the third quarter of a game, and, and that's our job to adjust. That's the player's job to be ready as a next man up mentality, as, as you've all heard a thousand times before. And then it's our job as coaches to prepare everybody to play. But Kevin, I just had that plan. You talked about this plan, you guys. Yeah, that's. No, I think that's, uh, again, we've got smart coaches up there. So they're but doing a nice job. Aren't you kind of anxious, Kevin, to 
if that's the right word to find out. I mean, I know we are. Well, that, that's, uh, yeah, if you're anxious, Jeff, I can't help you. Um, but I, I think we just deal with it. That's kind of our mentality. We're going to deal with July 27th, and then we'll get to tomorrow. We'll, we'll deal with tomorrow, but um, that's kind of how we operate. Kevin, yeah, Josh, for... Josh Rosen was available since March, and yet it wasn't until the eve of reporting <laughs> that he was brought in. Why was that? Yeah, I, I don't know the answer uh, to that, Tony, other than to say we, we felt like we should add a fourth quarterback and brought uh, Josh in uh, for a workout and obviously signed him. But I wouldn't read too much into the timing of it. Is it fair to say that if Deshaun is suspended that Jacoby Brissett will be the week one starter in his place? Or did you bring in Rosen as a, a potential look to see if he could no, uh, Jacoby's our backup quarterback. If Deshaun's unavailable, Jacoby's a starter. Can you guys update on uh, Denzel Ward and all those guys on PUP? Yeah, uh, I don't know the list of everybody who's on there, but Denzel is working through it. Uh, I'm confident in the next couple weeks he'll be out there, but he's he's come along just fine. Walker's injury doesn't seem to have an injury at minicamp. Yeah, something uh, that he's done over the break, but again, another one that I'm uh, not too concerned about. And do you expect Conklin to be able to practice at all in training camp? I do, yeah, at some point. He, he's doing a really nice job. You know, I, I want to highlight Jack. He lived here uh, all spring, all summer. I mean, I think he may have had a cot set up somewhere in the building. And he worked, has been working so hard. Uh, and I notice it, his teammates notice it. So he's progressing. I don't have the exact date when he's back out there at practice, but we'll make sure we work with the medical staff on that one. Uh, but he's worked really, really hard. And Someday was the fourth guy yesterday. Do you expect all those guys ready for week one? Yes. David Bell, that was a football injury because he's on yeah. the UP. So right. When did that Late in uh, the offseason program, I don't know the exact, may have been the, in that mini camp, had something nagging, took a look at it, but ultimately we'll be okay. Have you um, addressed with the team, and I know you said you guys have a plan and idea what, what you're going to do when and if news comes down. Have you addressed the team, though? Uh, about the Deshaun situation and just being prepared for any uh, anything that might occur? Well, as you know, Daryl, I'm not going to get into the specifics of what we talk about, but with our team, and all 32 teams do this, there are things that you, that come your way that you got to be able to deal with day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. So th- those are not unusual for an NFL team to deal with things like that. But uh, it, it really, I go back to what I said earlier, we're going to deal with uh, what's in front of us that day. In fairness, this is something that's unprecedented, this situation. So it is a little bit different than what 31 other teams are dealing with when you talk about offense stuff. Yeah, Kimberly, I would just tell you, it may be unprecedented compared to the rest of the league. For us, uh, we just think about what's in front of us for that day. So like I told you, we had a good walk through this morning. My, my mindset goes to what we're going to do this afternoon. Absent new information, there's really not much more that we can uh, change in, in how we operate. How confident are you that, uh, given what Deshaun was able to do throughout the whole entire offseason, and the plan I'm sure that you guys have for him if he's out on suspension, how confident are you that he'll be able to kind of pick it back up and kind of not miss too much? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't want to speculate too much, Mary Kay, but. He's a professional. He works very, very hard. I've been very impressed with Deshaun going back to the first day he walked April, the amount of work that he's put into this, the amount of work he's put in 
uh, since we broke from minicamp. So he's a uh, he's very diligent about those things. There's such a long lag time from the final preseason game to the first mm-hmm. regular season game. Do you feel that's like a, the opportunity to prepare your backup quarterback to start the season right there? Yeah, I do think with the three preseason games, now you do have a, a unique two week prior to you get started in your regular season preparation. So we've thought that out, Tony, and, and have a plan for that. Uh, but we'll wait information to see if we adjust to that. But certainly, uh, whether you're talking about getting Jacoby ready or getting the backup right tackle ready, uh, having those extra days is important. Hey, Coach, uh, when we've talked to the players, they're very excited about having him as their quarterback. I mean, there's a wow factor from seeing him out on the field with each other. Is part of the plan that if there is a suspension, you'd have to deal with a letdown, that these guys would be let down that he's not going to be there? Yeah, I don't think so, Jim. Uh, like you said, I mean, th- these guys enjoy being around each other. I, I really think they've done a nice job of, of their team uh, through that offseason. Uh, but it's the oldest thing in football. It's a next man up mentality, regardless of, of who's out and, and why they're out. That's just how we operate. And, you know, we're trying to get a football team ready to play, and that includes uh, our starters, our backups. Uh, guys that become backups throughout the course of the season, rookies, veterans. So that's kind of how we operate. How much does Deshaun not have played last year affect maybe the number of reps you give him, given that he didn't get many last year? Yeah, I think we take all of it into account, Scott, and certainly that's something. Uh, you know, missing uh, 2021 and missing those reps uh, are something that, that we take into account. But I really go back to the spring. I think we had a really solid spring of work that I think Deshaun in particular uh, gained a lot of ground. Kevin, we heard from Miles and Greg today. They didn't shy away from how good they think this defense can be. What are, what are your expectations for that group this year? Well, I think any of those expectations are certainly internal, and, and I think those guys push themselves, and, and I think they want, they want to be great uh, together, and I think that's the important uh, part of this. Uh, but there's a lot of work that has to be done before we get there. Um, but I, I do appreciate uh, our defense. I appreciate that we have some guys that have now been in the system for a, a few years, and, and uh, I think they're excited to get to work. Um, but anything that they put in terms of expectations, that, those are the internal type of things. That, they were really good last year towards the back stretch of the season. But what changed with the back group? Yeah, I think you know if you go way back uh, to 2020, you know, it was a new system, so it was new for everybody. And then going into 21, same system, but a lot of new faces. So I think year three, it's the same system for the third year now with a lot of faces that have been in that system. So I think the confidence comes from guys that have been in the system now, have played meaningful snaps in that system. I think the coaches work really, really well together. I think Joe and the staff have done an outstanding job. So I think that's where that confidence comes from. We just talk about that internal motivation that some of these guys have, and especially for Greg, you know, a guy who's only going into his second year, he kind of talked a bit more at length about that. Just how important that is when you have these younger guys and they're entering the NFL life or in the early stages of it that they can motivate themselves like Yeah, that. I think, you know, you mentioned Greg, corners better be confident because that's a tough job. You're out there on the island so often. Um, but I think confidence, you've heard it said, comes from demonstrated ability. So I think so much of it is our guys getting on the grass, getting in games, doing it, making a mistake, correcting that mistake. I think that's where it comes from. Kevin, was it important for the organization to get closure with Baker Mayfield? And what do you think about his position to potentially be one starter? Yeah, I think Andrew and, and Carolina worked really hard on that uh, over the course of weeks. And, and I, I know, I, like I mentioned to you guys, that was a unique situation. Um, I, I wish him well. I think he's in a really good spot. 
uh, and you know we'll we'll see. I'm not going to speak for Coach Rule and, and who plays for them. Uh, we'll have time to talk about those type of things. Kevin, in already de- determining that Brissett's going to be your starter if Watson is out, what have you seen from him, Jacoby, that gives you confidence? I think Jacoby uh, evaluating him uh, before we brought him in here. I think everybody saw a um, decision maker, uh, a big athlete, uh, a person with, that could make all the throws. I think that was exciting. Then just being around and being in the meeting rooms with him, I think his uh, ability to lead, his ability to understand defenses, I, I've been very impressed. How difficult is it for him? You know, he doesn't know uh, if he's going to start. Um, you know, he's got to share reps with Deshaun and still get ready for this season. Yeah, I think that's the life of a backup quarterback. I think Alex Van Pelt has a unique uh, insight into backup quarterbacks and how you prepare, so that's kind of how you operate. you got to be ready to go. With this being your third training camp here, how have your expectations and your approach changed now, maybe from year one to now coming into year three? Yeah, I think I've, we've all tried to learn uh, throughout these years and, and adjust and you know apply some of those learnings. So certainly as we get started in you know, how we start practice and, and ramping up, I think those are the type of things that, that have been helpful. Um, and I just think having the staff together, guys that can challenge each other, push each other, and, and solve uh, problems just from being, knowing each other for three years. This is your first uh, camp with a new starting quarterback. And like you mentioned, you have four quarterbacks. Yeah. What kind of challenge is that for you and your staff? Get everyone on the same page and get ready for the season? And yeah. And- yeah, I think that's all part of it, Tony. I think get each position you can kind of go down the line and say you have some established players, guys that have done it, you've seen have new players, and that's our job as coaches to get everybody ready to play, and, and everybody's going to learn and get ready at their own pace, uh, but with that quarterback room, uh, a, lot, a lot of work out here on the grass, and, and really find ways to reach each guy. I think uh, now's the time where we can do uh, more in-depth meetings, we can do more things on the practice field, but really for us, it's trying to get all those guys ready. With Deshaun having such a great skill set, how much do you have to change things up yeah, I think Mary Kay, that kind of, I think for us as coaches, it's you try to build a scheme, offense, defense, special teams, around the players that are, and build the offense around your strengths and, and minimize your weaknesses, those type of things. So when it comes to Jacoby, uh, when he's in there, there are certain things that we think he does really, really well, and you, and you try to maximize them. Deshaun, likewise. Uh, Josh Dobbs does some things really well. So that's our job as coaches to identify those things first. Uh, and then build the schemes around them. I know you always say everyone's competing at this camp, but is, is it fair to assess the Dobbs versus Rosen as a competition for the number three job? Uh, I, I think we'll let that play out. You know, Josh Rosen just got here, um, so he's learning. I, I thought Josh Dobbs has done an outstanding job throughout the spring. Uh, he, he had limited number of reps, but we're evaluating everything. We're evaluating individual periods. We're evaluating how they are in the meeting room. Uh, so really pleased with where Josh Dobbs is. And then got to see what Josh Rosen uh, can, the strides he can take over the next couple weeks. But uh, I certainly think Josh Dobbs has a leg up there. Just to clarify, when those guys worked out, McCarron and uh, Rosen, were you there to watch? What did you like about Rosen? I don't see over McCarron, but what did you like about Rosen to get? Yeah, I, I think... You know, a skilled football player uh, has been in a bunch of different systems, uh, so knows a lot of football, but uh, really feel like we have a young player, and, and we'll see what Josh uh, does over the next couple of weeks and, and what he can handle. Given Bell's injury, do you feel the need to bring in another receiver? 
No, I think we'll be okay. Kevin, I know I hear last one here. You're saying about um, you know guys could be out at any time, but like during your break between mini camp and training camp, like the, the, shot, the uncertainty surrounding the show, like did that affect your time away from football? Wondering no, um, <laughs> you're gonna have your starting quarterback no. all this season. No, no, we uh, I, we had a really really good spring, Scott. I'm, I'm appreciative of the work that the guys put in. Uh, you know, Deshaun, that quarterback room, those guys have worked really hard. So I'm confident in that work, and then I'm confident. We'll hit the ground running here, and, and we still have a lot of work to do, but I like where we've left off. But, I mean, you don't wake up every day to check in to see what the result's going to be? No, I check the weather. Have you mentioned the schemes you know, around the different skill sets of quarterbacks? How might the differences in those affect your ability to establish the identity of the football Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think you have to spend a good portion of training camp installing everything install your offense install your defense and install special teams when you get to like that third week say uh, Chicago week that's when you may start to streamline into things that you see yourself doing going into the season now you may not show any of that in the game but around that time maybe as, as you're out here at practice you're starting to streamline into what you think you will do best all right Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That's Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski from the podium before the Browns take the field for the first time in Cleveland Browns training camp 2022 live here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. Now, some of the players are out on the field. If you had undrafted free agent linebacker Silas Kelly, the linebacker out of Coastal Carolina, who had 340 tackles in his collegiate career there as being the first player out, you win. So far, it's three for three. The first three are out. All three rookies on the podium. We have got Silas Kelly. Number two, we've got defensive tackle Roderick Perry, the second young man, and kicker Cade York. Now, they have been summoned. Hey, guys, we're going inside, brothers. What are you doing out here on the field? And inside they go now And as the sun comes out here in Berea. But I looked at the radar, and it does look like it will rain again here uh, around 2 and then again 2.30 to maybe even 3, which is why the Browns will be going inside. And we're going to get some great music as we go to break here. When we come back, I'll react to some of the big things we heard from head coach Kevin Stefanski. We'll go around the league as well. We still can hear from Browns tight end David Njoku. We are going to hear from Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Greg Newsom, and Jake Trotter will join us live here as well. It's all coming your way on this edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Elk and Elk Serious Lawyers for Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for your free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. We told you the Browns will be inside today due to some rain here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Bria. The players came outside, a bunch of them, to do some stretching. Now they have all gone inside with the exception of Cade York, who's doing some running around out here, and he's being joined now by punter Joe Charlton. I I think they're going to kick because they were raising the net. 
So, so looks maybe like we we'll get, get to some, watch a little kick. We we'll get to watch a little kicking action here before the uh, before the weather moves in, and then everything else is going on inside. And as we said today, it's just day one of the ramp up period. It'll be mostly conditioning, uh, and then tomorrow will really be the first day of practice for the Cleveland Browns here as they get ready for training camp 2022. Uh, from Kevin Stefanski, here's what stood out to me. Number one, that Jack Conklin will be able to practice sometime during this training camp. That's huge. That means that he is on track to be ready for week one, and the Browns will have their offensive line intact for week one. So I think that is a big deal. That was probably, to me, the most newsworthy thing that came out of it. A lot of questions, and rightfully so, understandably so, about Deshaun Watson, what that means for this football team with Deshaun Watson, that how the reps will be. Look, this is how it was in the OTAs in the minicamp. Deshaun Watson was a starter. Jacoby Brissett was the backup. And now the way that it goes in a lot of these situations is it'll be you know, four reps for the starter, four reps for the backup, four reps for the starter, four reps for the backup, and then maybe, you know, two reps for the third string or another two reps for the starter. So Brissett was getting a ton of work. He will continue to get a ton of work, but Sean Watson is the starter until he's not. And as you heard definitively that Jacoby Brissett is the starter if Deshaun Watson is not able to start. End the end of the story. So Dobbs, and as we mentioned, Rosen coming in competing for that third spot. And as you heard Kevin Stefanski, advantage at this time to Joshua Dobbs, who has been in the system here with the Browns all off season. So that's where that stuff, uh, that's where that all stands. Um, the Browns are not concerned about David Bell nor Denzel Ward, as I told you at the, at the open, and that, that Anthony Walker and Sheldon Day should both be back sooner rather than later. So that's where everything stands right now for the Browns. You heard from Kevin Stefanski there that you know they're going to go through, they're going to install everything, they hope to get the news uh, soon, but he's not worried about it. He said, we've got our plan, and our plan is based on all the different possible outcomes of this situation. Duh, it's one of the three Ps. They've got a plan. They're they've got a pro, they're prepared. They've got a plan and a process to implement the plan. Yes, Gibe. Well, and and that's been the theme throughout the entire off season. Well, yeah, because you know you have friends that come up and ask. I have friends that ask. Anybody in this building has people that come up and probably ask them, "What's the mood in the building? What's the vibe like? What's going on?" And I said, "It's business as usual." Yep. Uh, until there's news, you move forward. There is no news. And that's, you know, it's not to say that they don't have something in place. We don't know what that is. It's not our, it, they don't have to tell us. But they know, I know that they have something ready to go if if solution A comes out, if solution B comes out. It, everybody has moved around here for the last four months, business as usual. That's exactly right, and they're proceeding ahead, and they know this is a team that has a chance to be very special. And, in fact, we have heard on the defensive side of the football in particular today the comments from Miles Garrett and from Greg Newsom about just how good this defense will be, and we're going to hear Miles Garrett uh, in just a moment. But before we do that, let's go around the league really quickly. Julio Jones headed to Tampa on a one-year deal, joining a receiving core that's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage. Uh, it's a pretty good receiving core. One year, $6 million with the chance to be more. But the question is, will Julio be healthy and, and can he contribute? But we'll see. That's a pretty good spot for him as he looks to get a Super Bowl ring to kind of put the ribbon on a, an illustrious NFL career. Uh, is it the best receiving core that the Browns will see all year? I don't know. I don't know. Cincinnati is pretty darn good to me. So it's going to be close, but that's in that in the mix. 
Um, Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick begins camp on the non-football injury list after falling on a bike while on vacation. We wish him a speedy recovery there. Uh, and again, a lot of these things. So that's how you know the difference. PUP is something that was suffered while playing football or at the team facility. The NFI, non-football injury list, is something that happened away from the facility. And that could be something like working out. These guys all worked out over the summer and maybe you're running and you pulled a groin. Well, that lands you on the NFI list until you're ready to go. It really doesn't have a big implication other than that. What you got, Gibby? Uh, no, I'm just – You're I'm, just scrolling? Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, scrolling through some things. But you're right, and that's that's a big pickup for Tampa Bay, by the way. With Godwin, you don't know when he's coming back yet from that ACL. I think they think he's going to be ready to go, Godwin. I don't think start? he started on – unless I read that wrong. I could have. But it's a, it's a big – listen, Godwin works on the inside. He's going to be on the outside – a big, talented guy. There's no doubt about Julio Jones is one of the best receivers to ever play the game. And I think that's you can say that. All-time leader in yards per game. I think it's over 90. Julio's incredible. In Tennessee, did not have a lot last year, and he could not stay healthy. Maybe he, has, he stays healthy. Maybe be down in that, that Florida sun, keeps him loose, and he's able to have a big year. But I'm not looking at this as a major signing certainly not a major fantasy signing i think it could be nfl wise it could certainly have an impact on that football team because just gives them another weapon another guy with size on the opposite of my opportunity i think to be pretty they're going to be formidable anyway i think they have an opportunity to be very formidable uh right now uh, as well julio jones even without him quite frankly in but the browns defense they feel like they can be good we were kevin stefanski talking about the mindset that they have and he says confidence comes from you know consistently produce results and demonstrate Brown's defense has a lot of demonstrated abilities, a lot of stars on the front with Miles and Clowney and on the back end with Denzel and Greg and John Johnson and Greedy and, and Delpit and Ronnie. So I think this defense can be great, but don't take it from me. Let's hear from Miles Garrett and we'll do that when we return right after this. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily live from training camp at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. Nathan Zaguro with you as the Browns had to move inside today on day one of the ramp-up period. Again, just conditioning, taking York boots, some very narrow up uprights over there that are very narrow. And Cade York booting them right through it. That's the only thing going out on the field. Everybody else is indoors right now getting ready for this conditioning period as they begin the ramp up to real football activity here at training camp. Miles Garrett was at the podium earlier today. The Defensive Player of the Year candidate spoke, and now you get the chance to hear from him. Did you get that 10-day contract yet? <sighs> I didn't ask for it. <laughs> you could have demanded one. I'm a little busy. Miles, coming into uh, training camp, what are your uh, goals for this season? Get better, uh, grow as a person, grow as an individual, grow as a teammate, grow as a leader, and uh, help these guys to, to come along with me. And I know that there's always more in the tank for myself, but also for them. And I feel like we have a, a long way to go, but you know, it's, it's the start of the process today and 
all throughout this this preseason, this training camp, and uh, I believe you know, we have a lot of potential that uh, we can we can help mold and and create something very big here. You say you have more in the tank. What are some specific areas you want to get better, do better this season? Um, I mean, speaking for my position up front, I know we lost some some inside guys. And uh, you know, got a lot of young guys that we have to, to work with, and some some newer guys who, who haven't been on this team before. So, just trying to, to pull them along, make sure that they know the playbook, know the, know what they're doing, know their assignments, alignments, and make sure that they're coming off the ball and not thinking. They're just you know they're just doing, they're just executing. Mark, are your expectations for, for the season the same regardless of how long Deshaun plays, how long he doesn't play, and that whole situation? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't change regardless of how that situation works itself out, and we're gonna hold ourselves to you know high standard you no know, no matter what happens. You know, defense is gonna do what they do, and you know, last time I heard they can't win if they don't score points. Do you feel more will be do you feel more will be needed from the defense depending on how much time Deshaun could miss? Uh, no. I mean, they all, the offense always needs our best. And so it's not going to change when you know, he's not on the field or he is on the field. You know, we're always going to do our very best you know, job that we can and you know, execute how we know we should. As a leader, is that, is that the message you're amplifying to your guys that whether Deshaun's out there or not, we just got to be us? Yeah. I mean, just be yourself. Um, play the game. You don't play the level of your opponent or you know, to the level of you know, the offense or special teams. You know, we play up to our standard and you know, what we look forward to doing throughout this whole season, not just you know, however many games you know, he's out or he's in. Miles, last year team chemistry was a big talking point as far as this team and, and, and what happened. With, your QB, with his uncertainty, how do you maintain that team chemistry? How do you build it when there's a chance Deshaun might not be on the field to start this season? I mean, you, you move as if, you know, he will be or, or, or won't be. You know, you don't really keep it in your mind like that. I mean, he's on the field with us right now. He will be on the field with us throughout preseason, training and working out. He's going to be in the weight room. He's going to be interacting with us. He's going to be with us for, for all intents and purposes. You know, just keep on moving how, how you know, they have been, and especially the young guys who were a little bit earlier. You know, just keep on working out, keep on doing their best. And I, I feel like you know, once we get to the season, it'll all work itself out. Miles, how difficult is it to kind of start this season with a new slate after everything that played out last season, everything that's played out this offseason, and now the thing that kind of looms outside the building? Well, I stay inside the building, and then when I'm outside the building, I stay in my house. I don't really <laughs> see too much news, but I know these guys try to keep their head down and just, just stay in, in the work and the grind, and uh, that's what training camp is. You know, you don't have time to be looking out elsewhere for you know, what's happening and uh, what's going on with the team or, or other teams going around. So just you know, look forward to enjoying this training camp, making the most of it, and uh, appreciating the process. Miles, what's your impression then of Jacoby Brissett? Uh, I think he's a, he's very quality uh, quarterback. I think he's a, a, he's a solid player. I think he'll come in and be a, a good leader for us, even when he's not on the field and when he's on the field. I think he, you know, he's talented enough to win games by himself. So. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. You said you want to keep uh, the same standard regardless of, of what happens. Uh, is it part of that due to what you've seen from Brissett so far, what he can give you a quarterback? Part of that is to do with um, what I expect out of myself and you know, our group as a defense. So you know, it has nothing to do with Jacoby. You know, I believe in his ability, but you know, I'm putting the, the pressure on us so I know what we have in store. You well, mentioned I know it's a little far off, but have you given any thoughts on maybe having a sack paper for week one? Uh, not really. I know my 
uh, some of my friends were, but you know, I, I keep it to them. They can they can make their jokes. They have fun with it. But you know, I have a lot of a lot of time with you know just other quarterbacks that I've seen before, Dobbs. So just being able to work against them, work against Jed, and just trying to improve on my technique and my fundamentals, and 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 drive those points home with some of the younger guys. That's how I'm really focused about. You no know, week one and all that. That's that's yet to come. We still got preseason games and other things we got to worry about. Miles, you alluded to some of the youth and inexperience on the interior of the defensive line. What do you know about some of those guys, and how do you maybe help bring them along to? You know, be as impactful or play at the level that you're going to need them. To play. I mean, for what I've seen, they have a, a very high attention to detail. No one in the classroom, but you know, when the bullets start flying, you got to see you know, how attentive they really are. You know, when, when you're tired and you know, things are moving fast, you know, got to see if you can still stay in the moment, you know, keep it grounded, get rid of the last play, and, and uh, still execute. And uh, I believe the guys can, but we got to make sure that you know, we see it and we keep on repping it. How much is it? your expectations are for defense this season. Uh, can you put into words just how good, how dominant you think this group can be this year? As dominant as we want to be. I feel like that last year and I feel like this year. You know, we have a, a lot of talented guys all across the board. And uh, I feel like this, this is probably the most well-rounded we've been you know, since I've been here. So you know, just try to make the most of it and make plays. You know, all up and down the field and, and uh, take the ball away. The defense seemed to get stronger and play better as the year went on. Can you carry that forward, or do you come in with the mindset the, the whiteboard is the slate's been wiped clean? And you guys are kind of resetting and starting over. I mean, you you take a little bit from last year, of course. You, know, you can't just wipe it completely clean. You, know, you have to you know, play off of the the good and, and wash away the bad. But. Uh, I think the, the main thing last year is that we we had to work on our consistency, and that's what we saw really down the stretch. You know, we were very consistent in our approaches, and you know, from from drive to ups and downs, we were staying pretty consistent. Now, as you mentioned, you know, the pressure on yourselves for no matter the situation. Do you enjoy that pressure? That's going to be on your knees. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all going to be put on us. So, you know, go out there and make the most of it. Either either you know, crush it or mix diamonds. Um, you talked about the interior guys. Is it difficult for you um, having those two guys change out from last year to this year? The year sure. before to last year? I was about to say, it's pretty sure that happened the year before, too. So you know, I should be used to it. But you, know, you you get attached to some of the guys that you, you had before. You know, you know, good guys, friendly faces. You, know, you, you build chemistry. And then you just kind of have to, like you said, wipe the, wipe the slate clean and, and uh, keep it moving. But these guys are, for me, they've always been, you know, quality people, easy to work with, you know, easy to, to be able to sit down and, you know, go through and, and polish out some of the things you want to do. Because it's not, not the same from team to team, especially from the transition from college to NFL. So being able to get that time with those guys, get those extra, extra reps and extra mental reps, you know, that's, that's probably something. Off that, how important, like offensive line, we know it's important with guard and tackle, right? How important is it for you to have that chemistry with your defense? Um, I mean, it's necessary. Um, when you see some of the best, you know, DEs or outside linebackers is because, you know, their their inside is getting a lot of pressure. You know, their, their inside linemen are, you know, called either step back or not be able to step up. And uh, that's when you see a lot of guys either beating the guy inside and, and, like, walking right into him or bending the edge at five, six yards, and the quarterback's still standing right there. So knowing what he's going to do, where he's going to be at, he's applying constant pressure 
or knowing that you know, they can't run the ball at the middle because those two are holding it down you know, to, to weight off my shoulders. Some things in the offseason to take your game to the next level. You wanted to keep it secret at that time. Uh, if, if you can share some of that now, that would be great. And what do you expect from yourself this year? Offseason so long ago, I can't remember. I don't know what I did. Miles, <laughs> what did you, uh, I don't know if you were asked this, what did you think of your Madden rating? I mean, it's nice. I love being as good as it gets for now, but I think there's a, a step further if I can take it there. Why do you think uh, you were rated at a TJ Watt? He keeps. Defensive player of the year vote. Not sure. I mean, you take that up with the the Madden voters or Madden uh, skill raters. But well, as far as the me between T, me and T.J. Watt, and I think he's a great player and I, I love his game and uh, appreciate getting to play against you no know, talent like that every other every other what, home and away or season. What do you think of the uh, video of uh, Chubb squatting 600 plus? I, I wish I had knees like that. <laughs> Well, if I keep continue with my plan to not wear sleeves, it'll probably be every other Tuesday. <laughs> what, what, Last you couple. Have, what's your personal best squat? You know, I think 650 early in the off season. So that was a that was a what two or three reps, but I'm. Um, I stay away from that. He did it twice in offseason. I did it once, and I, I, I regret it. <laughs> hey, how, was that, how was that summer league experience with the camp? Are we ready to jump ship? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. Once, If we win a chip, then I might actually consider it. <laughs> Anything else? Hey, back, back to Deshaun for one second. Has his whole situation, has it been a distraction for you guys? No. I mean, when I was working on the offseason, I hardly paid any attention to it. So unless someone brought it to me and asked me a question, I had no no uh, knowledge of it, and I try to keep my my uh, myself completely out of the situation because you know, I'm not in it. Uh, it doesn't doesn't uh, pertain to me, and I try to you know, stay in my work. Do most of the guys feel the same, right? Yeah, I mean from who I've talked to, and that's a it's a lot of defense. You know, they're they're just trying to you know stay you know in the game and in their side of the ball. Miles, what are your expectations for yourself this season after setting the sack record last year? And what, what do you expect for yourself? Get some more DPOY votes. All right, that's Miles Garrett ending it with get some more DPOY votes as the Browns again inside to kick off the ramp-up period of training camp 2022 today. The side right now is the media is making its way into the Browns' indoor facility as we've got the kickers. Cade York was hitting some field goals, and now he's joined by really the only competition we have in the special teams area because Char long snappers Charlie Hewlett, your kickers Cade York, but we do have two punters in camp right now, Joe Charlton, number eight, and Corey Bohorquez, number 13. Charleston, Charlton, about 6'5", right-footed punter, can boom the ball, and Bohorquez, left-footed, and also can boom the ball. He's got the longest punts in the NFL in each of the last two seasons. And so they're out here hitting some punts around, hitting some kicks. And uh, everybody else, though, is indoors as the rain is expected to descend upon Berea again here in just about 20 minutes. So we're live from outside the practice field. They are inside, of course. But the Browns getting ready to start their ramp-up period. And you heard from Miles Garrett there. It's a defense that has got a lot of talent and a lot of expectations, both individually and as 
a unit. When we come back in hour number two, we're going to kick things off with a man who's got a lot of expectations. He just got paid. The Browns starting tight end, David Njoku, in the Cleveland Browns Daily Exclusive. Plus, we will hear from Greg Newsom and Nick Chubb at the podium. And then Jake Trotter will join us live on site at 2.30 as we kick things off here on the opening day of Cleveland Browns Training Camp 2022 here on 8.50 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily live from Browns Training Camp 2022 at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. Earlier today, I had an opportunity to chat with one of my absolute favorites on the Browns, tight end David Njoku. Take a listen. Very happy now to be joined by, quite frankly, the friend of the show, Browns tight end, David Njoku. And Chief, welcome back. Training camp getting underway today. This is the official start of the 2022 season. The contract situation resolved. He got in here for a couple days at the end of minicamp. Then he had a nice summer. But what's it like to be back and know that today is the day that starts this big season? It's awesome. It's awesome. We're all very excited to be back here, you know, start this process the, on the right foot. So, we're very excited to be here. It's time to finally get to work. All right, last time I interviewed you, it hadn't really sunk in yet. You've had some time. Has it sunk in yet? Um, not really, honestly. Uh, I'm just, you know, attacking every day as it comes. And uh, we're, you know, we're focused on one goal. That's just to attack every day and win. How was your summer? It was great. It was great. Smooth. It flew by, though. It flew by fast, you know, for sure. You went back home down to Miami. What did you do down there? Just train, relax, you know gather all my thoughts, my, my goals, aspirations for this upcoming year. You know, we have a, a very good tight end room, you know, so I'm excited to see them progress, to see them, you know, uh, all execute each day as it, as it comes. And, you know, we're just really excited to put it all together. What's it like being the elder statesman in the tight end room? You're now like the guy. You know, honestly, um, I, I was drafted at 20 years old, so it took a long time for me to finally be able to say that about myself. So uh, it's, it's it's crazy, but... You know, honestly, I, I think it flew by these last five years. It just flew, like I blinked, and I'm already in year six. So, whatever I can do to help the the, the the men in that room, I'll gladly do. You know, I feel like we can push each other to beyond limits that uh, we. So, like I said, I'm very excited to get, to get this started, get working, get, get everyone. Uh, you know sweaty and (laughs) get ready to go all right so you got a lot of familiar faces in there some guys who were here last year Harrison Miller Johnny Stan some new faces guys trying to make the transition from basketball to football and a new coach let's start with that TC McCartney how's it been getting to work with him and I know it's only been a little short while but having him come into the tight end room that's awesome man we were we were close last year you know when he was when he wasn't my tight ends coach but a, a, a different coach in that aspect and um just for us to get even closer to be able to know what we're thinking when we're, you know, not close to each other, you know, we're far. I'm, I'm on the field, he's on the sideline, and I look at him, he looks at me, and we both know what we're thinking, you know, is that chemistry that we, that we need. Um, along with the players, you know, we have a, a lot of great talent, you know. Um, everybody from the day one of OTAs till now, you know, I watch all the film, and they progress immensely. So it's very good to see that, you know, and I'm going to keep trying to push each each, each person as long as, as well as I'm pushing me, you know, and we can get this thing rolling. When you have a guy who is now your tight ends coach who was a very successful quarterback in college, does he kind of help you frame things through the eyes of the quarterback? Because ultimately that's the thing, right? You have to be on the same page as your quarterback and you and Deshaun. Absolutely. 
so that you guys can have the success you want. Does it help to have a guy who used to be a quarterback kind of in your room, given that perspective? Absolutely. I think it helps with the perspective, like you mentioned, um, just to have like a feel of what quarterbacks generally think in terms of just like, you know, that exact instant of the ball being snapped and looking somewhere, them uh, thinking what they're thinking and us thinking combining those like both thoughts together so we can play at, uh, at that much faster of a level and speed so yeah it, it definitely helps you know he's a great help he's a great coach and I'm just ready to get this thing going man I know you are one of the things I like about you and I respect about you is that you have gotten that big contract but that makes you hungrier and so now you get a chance to prove to everybody to prove to the world this is why I got that contract see what I can do now that I'm the man so that hunger is that something that gives you that anticipation is that are you looking forward to this season maybe more than any other season Hey, man, Nate, it's kill or be killed, and I don't plan on dying anytime soon, you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll just walk off right there. That's a great pleasure. There, Good luck this year. Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. All right, that's the Chief, David Njoku. He is now tight end one for the Cleveland Browns, and as you heard, statesman in the room, and a guy who, you know, he was drafted, he was only 20 years old, now entering his sixth NFL season, and I have a feeling this will be the best one yet for the Chief, who's going to be a big weapon in the middle and in the red zone for the Browns offense. All right, when we come back, we're going to hear from a young man who I believe has one of the best corners in certainly one of the best cornerback tandems by Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom from the podium. That's coming up. Still to come, Jake Trotter joining us at 2.30 here as we wrap up Cleveland Browns Daily live from Browns Training Camp at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily live from the fields here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. As we've told you earlier, due to the inclement weather, Browns training camp practice number one has moved inside, but nobody's in helmets today. It's kind of a luxury and some conditioning as they begin the four-day ramp-up period, which will conclude Saturday with the first open practice to our fans. Now, the Browns could be in shells for that one. Uh, they cannot get into pads until after those first four practices, the day off, so early next week would be the first opportunity for the Browns to practice in pads here in training camp 2022. We're watching Cade York put on a little field goal clinic. Kick us up. The kick is good on the far field right now. Uh, but we'll talk to Greg. We heard from Greg Newsom at the podium earlier today. And a very confident young man, as he should be. I thought he had a very good rookie season uh, and is looking to do bigger things here and playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Hear from him now from his media availability earlier today. Oh, for sure, most definitely. You know, the first day of football is always the one you're looking forward to. It's just those. You know, later days where you got to keep the same mindset as you came in, you know, first day. Kind of off that grade, what's the, I know it's day one. What's the difference from last year to this year? I just feel 10 times more comfortable. Like, I feel like I'm in, like, junior year in college where I know the scheme. I know the guys. I know where they're going to be on the play. So I just feel a lot more comfortable. You mentioned mindset. So what is your mindset coming into this year and your expectations of where you can take your game? Yeah, it's just to be um, comfortable in, you know, some of those plays where I messed up maybe mentally. Um, it's to, you know, correct those and just to be a better leader uh, this year, be a lot more vocal. Um, and, yeah, those are my goals. 
What are your expectations for the team this season, and are are those expectations the exact same regardless of what kind of news you get get on Deshaun Watson? Oh, for sure. You know, our expectations, you know, is just to go one and know every game. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. Um, obviously, every team should be, you know, wanting to win a Super Bowl. I mean, if you're not playing a game, wanting to win a Super Bowl, and then why are you playing a game? But, you know, our focus is just to go one and know every day. Um, you know, it starts on the field tomorrow. How tough is the uncertainty, though, not knowing if or how long you'll have, you know, your franchise quarterback? Yeah, um, you know, I don't think it's tough. Uh, we got guys preparing like they're the number one anyways. Um, like John said before, you know, Brissett is going to play like he's the number one regardless. If not, um, he's shown it multiple times in his career where he had to step in and be the number one. Um, you know, Josh can get out there and do the same thing. So, you know, fancy's is going to have them, you know, ready to go regardless of who's out there. What's your impressions of Brissett so far? A uh, veteran. Um, you can tell. Poise. Um, he's always going to do the right thing, make sure the ball's in the right spot. Um, yeah, he's, he's been great so far. He's got a reputation kind of as a game manager. Do you see more than opposite more than that? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he can put the ball down the field. He throws the ball deep to Schwartz a lot um, as he, you know, goes with the twos a lot. So um, I definitely think he can he can air it out to him. Do, do you feel like that um, regardless of, you know, if it, if it is Jacoby, that puts your guys defensively because obviously if they don't score any points that in, that increases your chances of winning so is, does that situation put more pressure on your side of the football oh no not at all um you know the talent i think we, uh, we're gonna have pressure for like you know we want to be the best defense in the nfl so regardless if you know jacoby's out there josh or deshaun you know we're gonna have that pressure on ourselves regardless greg the plan in otas and uh, mini camp was for you to move inside a lot is that still on uh, yeah, as of right now, I think it is, um, you know, whether I need to play outside, inside, um, I can do it all. So, you know, whatever they need me to do that day or that game, I'll be able to do it. Great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nah, um, you know, the way I prepare, I prepare for, you know, all scenarios, whether if I have to play in the boundary to the field, inside, outside, I know what our safeties are doing, so um, I'm be comfortable with that. Greg Miles has uh, such high expectations for the team and for the defense. He just was telling us you guys can be as dominant as you want to be on defense this season. How does he sort of set the tone for you guys, and has he verbalized you know, yet just how important this season is to all you guys? Um, not himself yet, but, you know, everyone in the building knows. Um, we can take us as far as, you know, we want to take us. Um, it's just going to start off every day, you know, coming to practice, working hard, and just kind of learning each other again. We're still a fairly new group. I mean, this is year two for a lot of us together, so we're getting more comfortable, but uh, we're going to take us as far as we want to go. You said the, uh, How much does it help, though, that you guys, I mean, that's secondary. You guys were together last year. You played a lot together last year. How, what kind of difference does that make? Oh, it makes a ton, a, a big, big difference. Um, as you can see later in the, the season, we kind of start, you know, getting together a lot more and um, working working together. So, And we're going to come in healthy. I mean, last year, obviously, you know, we had different combinations every game. So um, now that we see that, you know, we can play with a bunch of combinations out there, I think um, it's going to – we're going to have trust in each other, and uh, we're definitely going to be ready to go from game one this year. Have you given any thoughts like just how good this secondary can be? Can you guys be the best secondary in the league? Oh, for sure. Um, I think that's our aspiration um, on paper. I think we can be that, but we got to show that we can do it on the field every game. I mean, it, was, it, were, it was games last year where 
we showed we were really dominant. And then there was games where it looked like we took a step back. So we're gonna find a way to be consistent every game. You mentioned last year toward the end of the season, you guys were playing better, even with that back end week in and week out getting shuffled. Um, and you mentioned the combinations too. Can you carry forward though? Can you kind of pick up where you left off last year uh, as as a unit? Do you feel like it? You can kind of hit the ground running, or do you think that uh, you know you might be similar to last year? What takes you a little while to get your feet under you as a group? No, I think we'll be able to hit the ground running. Um, I feel like we're just a lot more comfortable with each other. Um, you know, outside of the facility, we hang out. Like I feel like a year does a lot. Um, and just getting to know guys, you know, not even just on the football field, outside the football field. So I think, you know, going from where we left off, I think game one, we should be able to start right there. Greg, I know you tweeted about that graphic that was made ranking the best corner duos in the NFL, and you and Denzel were left off it. I guess do you feel like you guys are maybe overlooked a little bit here going into the season? Oh, for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we've got to prove it more. Um, you know, it doesn't matter about rankings or anything like that, honestly. Uh, we just got to, you know, get our respect. And to get our respect, we got to earn it every single day. Um, and that's going to start, you know, at practice every day, just getting better. And then, obviously, um, we'll be able to show it this season. Are you the type kind of player that finds motivation in things like that on social media? Or do you try to stay away from it once the season starts? I guess, what's your mindset? No, I, I love stuff like that. I, like, I, I love, you know, negative things uh, on social media about me um, and things like that. I think it's just going to motivate me. I'm one of those people that when I see that stuff, like I don't get mad, I get motivated. Um, obviously, if we're not on there, we're not doing something right yet, so uh, we'll, we'll get there this season. Greg, what is your mindset um, as a secondary going into this training camp with Denzel on PUP and the last time we saw him, he was walking off the field in mandatory minicamp. So what, what's the feeling there? Um, you know, our feeling is we're just going to you know pick up where we left off regardless. Like I said last year, we had some injuries happen um, where he wasn't able to play, and we got guys that are going to come step in and play. Um, obviously, he's one of the best in the game, so we'll miss him. But, you know, he's working. He'll be back. Um, we're not really too worried about that. We're just going to focus on the group that we have right now, and then, you know, when he's ready to get back, um, we'll welcome him. We'll open up. Do you put on your shoulders from a leadership standpoint when he's not on the field? Have you thought about that? For sure. Um, you know, but I think I just think as a group, and whole, I feel like we got a lot of leaders out there, honestly. So um, I definitely want to be more of a leader this year, and that's something that I'm preparing on doing. Uh, and obviously, when he's not out there, I do have to step up and be more of a leader. So I'm definitely prepared for that. What makes him one of the best in the game? Um, I just feel like he can do it all. Um, he can get out there, press you. Um, he can play off. He can tackle when he needs to. Can pick the ball off. Um, he's almost perfect out of his break. So. I think, honestly, he's the, he's the best in the biz. I know September 11 is six, seven weeks away, but any thought on potentially facing off against Baker in week one? Uh, no, nah, not yet, honestly. Um, we know he's obviously there. Everyone knows, but we just kind of got to focus on ourselves right now. We got to get through these practices. We got to get through preseason, and then we can focus on week one when it gets here. What did you see out of Martin during the offseason program, and do you feel like he might be ready to step in and fill a role right away? Martin's been doing great. Um, like I said earlier, he came in, learned, asked questions, kind of what I did last year. Um, he has the luxury, too, of, of a lot of guys that played a lot of football, so he has a lot a lot of people who can look after. But, you know, if he's needed out there, I think he will definitely be ready to go. Um, obviously, he has a whole training camp left, too, so he's only going to rise from there. But I think, you know, if, if he's needed to play, he will be ready to play. What do you think when you see a corner his size? Oh, he's, yeah, he's huge. <laughs> I mean, that just... I think that's great for us, honestly, versatility-wise. 
he can go match up, you know, with a big tight end, with a big receiver. Um, he can he can move well enough to guard a small receiver. So um, that's only going to benefit us when you know we want to do different things with matchup. What are you guys doing to make sure that you get more interceptions this season? Uh, just catching the ball, um, and I think it's just being more comfortable in the scheme, uh, knowing where we need to be at, where our counterparts are going to be at. That's why I said um, just this year, I feel as a whole, we're just going to be a lot more comfortable knowing that, okay, JJ is going to be right here, Ronnie's going to be right here, Grant's going to be right here, so I'm able to, you know, do some other things. So I think just that and honestly just catching the football as much as we can this offseason. How's Denzel handling this setback? Have you had to tell him to pick your head up or does he seem to be taking it in stride? Yeah, um, honestly, I haven't talked to him too much about it. Uh, all I know is he comes to meeting rooms with a smile on his face every day, still out there coaching, uh, leading the group as much as he can. Greg, the, the, the Watson chatter and speculation has been nonstop for months, as you know. How did you try to avoid it? Um, did you try to avoid it? I feel like, like I said, when we get in this, when we get in the building, he doesn't carry himself like that, anyways. You know, when he gets in this building, um, he's worried about football and football only. So we're going to worry about football and football only. Um, but. You know, I like like I said, we'll let you know the legal stuff, you know, pan out the way it's supposed to pan out. But we kind of just got to focus on us um, getting ready for this season. And obviously, we hope he wants to lead one. But if he's not, we got guys that are going to be able to step in and play as well. So, did you, you stay, save a screenshot of that top DBs list? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. On that, is you know, everyone's got a keyboard and a phone, and opinions are expressed unfiltered. Just. How, I know you said you embrace the, the haters, I guess, but just how tough and overwhelming can that be sometimes when it does get somewhat negative and, and toxic, or are you just able to brush that off? Um, I mean, my whole life, uh, you know, I've been an underdog. I wasn't the high, the high recruited guy. I didn't go to the you know, biggest school, so that kind of goes along with it. My sister and my mom and my dad, they're all my biggest you know, critics, so I'm not going to let nobody else. <laughs> That's not going to hurt me as much as you know, some of the things they could have said to me. So um, I kind of just approach it like that and just try to use everything as motivation. What, you got mom and sister breaking down your game film for Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Trust me, it's bad. Greg, do you sense uh, on the part of this entire football team that you guys really know how good this team can be and it really kind of doesn't matter to you guys if you get word that it's four games, six games, eight games, ten games, whatever for Deshaun, that you guys have the bar set so high, nothing's going to change that? For sure. Um, we're one of, I feel like, on at least on paper right now, we're one of the most talented groups. Um, but at the end of the day, like we said, the paper doesn't mean anything. We have to be able to translate it on the field. And I just think this offseason, uh, just how we've all gelled, and you can just see the growth that we had this offseason. So, um, like you said, regardless if it's one, two, or whatever it may be, um, we'll be ready to go regardless. All right, that's Greg Newsome, the Browns' second-year cornerback out of Northwestern, their first-round pick in 2021. When we come back, Jake Trotter, ESPN NFL Nation reporter who covers the Browns, will join us here on Cleveland Browns Daily, telling us what he's seeing indoors and what is just a light jog through today. No helmets for the Browns as they begin their four-day ramp-up period here at training camp 2022. We're inside because the rains are coming. Poor Gibbe got soaked. I hate to see it. But Jake Trotter next on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Nathan Zagura, we've moved inside just as the Browns did, and I am told the Browns have just concluded their first practice of training camp 2022. Again, it was just kind of a light walkthrough, some conditioning as well. I want to remind you that Rumkey Waste and Recycling is a family-owned and operated company. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become a part of the family. Visit www.rumkey.com to learn more. One man who was able to go inside the Browns practice facility and observe today's first training camp practice, and I use that lightly, there were no helmets, was Jake Trotter, the Browns ESPN NFL Nation reporter and, of course, great friend of the pro. Program. All right, Jake. Not what I, I mean. The weather didn't cooperate. He had to go inside. Any takeaways from what you saw in there today? All right. And then looking, it looks like we do Trotter at this time. Uh, what I'll tell you is that uh, from all reports and accounts of people who were inside, very, very light practice today. As I've seen some videos of Browns doing some jog throughs, people getting excited about something that we saw in the OTAs and OTAs and in minicamp is both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field together. Remember, with Deshaun Watson, the possibilities for the Browns to have a RPO game, to have more 11 personnel in their games, and just to have fun ways using misdirection with the threat of Watson's ability to run with Chubb and Hunt increases exponentially, and we're already seeing that so this is day one of training camp and you're already seeing things like that as the Browns had to go go again and move inside but today was always supposed to be a light day as I said no helmets for the Browns today just a very very light jog through it is already concluded tomorrow will be more of, of a step up kind of in the OTA vein you'll get the helmets on and then as the week progresses you know if you got these four days of a ramp up period you'll be able to put the shells on this weekend on Saturday day off Sunday and then when you come back that's when you'll be able to have pads and my guess would be be that after the day off they'll probably have one more practice and then get into those pads on Tuesday that would be my guess now but we'll see they are eligible to get into those pads we're eligible to get those pads going on next Monday we're trying again here with Jake Trotter ESPN NFL Nation Browns reporter Jake you there is this Nathan what's going on man oh music to my ears the great Jake Trotter well Jake I am also inside we were broadcasting live from the field and obviously practice moved inside and then a deluge came so we scurried inside back in the studio now I know you were able to be inside the Browns indoor practice facility what did you see there today and what was really kind of a very very light walkthrough yeah very light I think would be an overstatement uh, it, or maybe an understatement. I, I would characterize it as a one-quarter speed light walkthrough. Uh, so really not much to glean from today's practice. We actually were just uh, escorted out. So uh, we, we've seen what we were going to see, and I really I don't have much to tell you. It was, it was very light. Yeah, and it's part of the new ramp-up period, you know, from the CBA where they can't get into pads until the first four days and the day off happens. So as I was saying before you came on, that Brown's not eligible to be in pads until next Monday. I think we'll start to ramp things up uh, tomorrow here as you kind of get back more to those OTA-style practices in the helmets and shorts. What did you make, if anything, of Kevin Stefanski's comments from earlier today? Yeah, I think the thing I was most curious about is how are they going to divvy up snaps at the quarterback position? Uh, I think we all had the expectation that we would know uh, what the Sean Watson situation was going to be before the start of training camp, and that did not happen because training camp has started 
Uh, and we still don't know uh, what the decision on his status is going to be. So that was the first thing I asked Kevin Stefanski, how are you going to divvy up reps? And he basically said they're both going to get a lot of reps. Uh, they, they have, on the one hand, got to get Jacoby Brissett ready to play. Uh, and on the other, you got to remember, Deshaun Watson didn't play last season for the Texans. And they got to get him ready to play as well. It's been so long since he's been in a game. So it's going to be a tricky situation. Um, and I, I think once they get some clarity from Robinson, that will help. Uh, but right now, they, they, they're going to have to kind of have co-starters, I think. Uh, at least that's the way I read it from, from Stefanski today. Yeah, and I think what we saw, you know, in the OTAs and the mini camp, which was kind of very standard. Deshaun would get the four reps with, as the starter, then four for Brissett, and Deshaun, four more for two more for Deshaun or sometimes Dobbs would be able to get in there and get a couple of reps which is pretty standard my guess is that's how it's going to continue to go uh, and obviously you'll have to get Jacoby some reps with the ones if it is in fact we find out that he is going to start some games what what do you make of and, and have you talked to any make of the fact that we haven't heard anything on Deshaun Watson I can speak for myself I'm frustrated by it I want to know what's going on and I imagine other people are all are too Kevin Stefanski playing he's more interested in the weather but what do you make we haven't heard yet, and and have you heard anything as to when we could hear or what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Everybody I talk to, they don't know what to make of it. They don't have any indication when a decision is coming. So it kind of feels like we're all in the dark here, right? I mean, yeah. it feels like there's one person that knows what's going to happen and when it's going to happen, and that's Sue Robinson. And the rest of us, all we can do is wait. I mean, we are in an unprecedented situation on a number of fronts. Uh, namely, this is the first personal conduct policy case under the new CBA, and this is the first one has adjudicated one of these cases. And we just don't know – we don't have anything to go off of because everything is completely new. So I, I don't – in terms of a timetable, I mean, I don't know what to expect now considering training camp started. And in terms of, a, you know, potential discipline, I, I have no idea what to expect either. And, and I think when you start hearing – Oh, I'm hearing it's this, I'm hearing it's that. I think those are from people that are just guessing. I don't think anybody really knows what this is ultimately going to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody does either, and that's why I'd like to be come out of the darkness and into the light of, of knowledge so we can all move forward here, especially the Cleveland Browns. All right, Jake, uh, you heard from Miles Garrett today and Greg Newsom, Nick Chubb. Anything stand out to you uh, from those players at, in their time at the podium? Yeah, I mean, you know, Miles said that, Speaking of the uncertainty, you know, it's not something he is going to allow to hang over the head, at least of the defense. Uh, he said the expectation is going to remain the same. Uh, you know, he said if the offense can't score points, they can't win. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback uh, for us. So, you know, defensively, Newsom kind of echoed some of that as well. Defensively, they're going to have the same standard, which is to be uh, one of the best, if not the best defenses in the NFL. And they certainly have the parts. Yep. Uh, to be one of the elite defenses in the league if they can put it all together. Um, you know, so I, I think that, that they are going to not allow this to become a distraction. Uh, but I do think, like, the further we get into training camp, it, you know, it, it's going to become more and more difficult uh, for the Browns to kind of get ready for the season and not really have any clarity about, you know, w w what to do at quarterback. So I, I think for them, and just in terms of, you know, if you got to get Jacoby Brissett ready, you know, it, it, the Browns would like to know that that's what they're going to need to do. Um, and, and every day of training camp, you don't know. It becomes, I think, a little trickier for them to navigate that. But defensively, I mean, it's just a lot to like. 
Um, you know, I, I think the secondary, we've talked about it, Nathan, you know, they're going to be terrific if they can yep. stay healthy. You've got the pass rushers. You know, we'll see what happens at defensive tackle. I think that's the big question mark. But, you know, Miles and Newsom, I mean, they laid, at it, laid it out today. Our expectation is be, to be one of the best in the, the NFL, and I think they have the potential to be uh, just that. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you, Jake. This is a, a, an, a defense that has a chance to be, I think, amongst the league's elite. They know that the talent is there. Now they've got to go out and execute it. You mentioned they're trying to keep it from not being a distraction, and obviously it is. Do you find it, you know, we're seeing people, now this is the time of year, right, training camp start, putting out full season projections, record projections. We saw the USA Today had the Browns at 6-11, and 11, which yeah. I, I don't see that happening under really any circumstances unless Watson Maybe if you play quarterback. Are, I was going to say quarterback, Nathan. I I did say I thought Gibbs could maybe will this team to six and 11. So (laughs) do you find it difficult to try and even ascertain what the ceiling is, what the floor is for this team and thus what it is for the AFC North and thus, you know, even trying to figure out an AFC playoff picture until we have the information from Sue Robinson. Yeah, you can't, you can't make a prediction on the Browns right now. I mean, you know, I think that, if it's Jacoby, let's say it's just Jacoby Brissett for the entire season, I still think this team would have a path to the playoffs. Now, it would get really tough. And part of that is just the AFC is so loaded, right? I mean, you've got everybody in the AFC with the exception of the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Jets think that they're making the playoffs this year. Yeah, 13 teams. That's exactly right. Yep. And I think justifiably, like I I could make a case for all those teams, like the Miami Dolphins, I could make a case for them, New England, Sure. uh, you know, Tennessee was the one seed last year. So uh, I think all those teams uh, have a shot. And, and that's why if you don't have your starting quarterback, it makes it a lot tough, even though I think the rest of the talent around the team is good enough that could, you know, I mean, we, we, we saw a quarterback play last year and they were still in the mix uh, right. toward the end, despite all that. They were, and yeah, I think, you know, look, Jacoby Brissett, for the the time that he was the starter in Indy, 31 touchdowns, 13 picks. That would be a touchdown-to-interception ratio that, you know, outside of the second half of uh, 2020 when Baker was phenomenal, we haven't seen really with the Browns probably since they've come back. I mean, it's been Mm -hmm. honestly that long, and so that would be, you'd think this is a team that could win under those auspices and, and there. Going into camp, Who's somebody that's kind of under the radar or somebody that, based on your conversations with coaches, uh, that we are not talking enough about that you're excited to see and see what they can either become or fight their way onto this roster or fight their way into playing time in in a significant way? Yeah, I mean, I think there are a few guys that fit into that category. I'm really curious to see what Nick Harris looks like at center. Uh, Uh You know, he – I think he was a guy that the Browns would not have moved off of J.C. Chudder if they didn't feel really comfortable and confident. Uh, in him so uh, you know I think he's going to be a key player for this team and in terms of that offensive line uh, you know reaching its potential I mean I I think that you know the tackles you want to see how they bounce back from various injuries last year Jed Wills and and Jack Coughlin but if if Nick Harris can uh, you know really solidify the inside of that offensive line I mean look out uh, with that running game Um, you know defensively uh, Grant Delpit was a guy they were so excited about after they drafted him. And then he had yeah. the Achilles injury. And now we're a couple of years removed from that. So, um, you know, is that a guy that can take a step forward? I like the way he looked during the offseason and oh, OTAs same. and minicamp. So uh, you talk about John Johnson and, and Grant Delpit playing up to his potential. Uh, you, you're, you're talking about a very formidable safety combination there. Uh, so those are a couple of guys that kind of stick out to me that are going to be starters, but maybe we don't talk about a lot coming into the season. 
I like that. And, yeah, you mentioned Nick Harris. The game that he started, of course, was against Green Bay on Christmas. A 41 pass-blocking snaps did not allow a single pressure in that one. And, obviously, the Browns, as we all remember, ran the ball incredibly effectively. They even had him doing some pulling from the center position, and he handled that very well. And then you mentioned Grant. The last uh, third of the season, he was the number eight overall graded safety at Pro Football Focus, number three in coverage. So if he can build on that, it, it, it looks like he's on the way. Then, yeah, I think I'm with you. The Browns could have some some pretty formidable guys. And let's not forget – those two guys are kind of linked, right? The Browns move back a few spots in the second round, still get Delpit, pick up a free fifth-round pick that turns in to Nick Harris, who is now the team's starting center. So a little a little bit of a link there. I mm-hmm. like it. Yep. Jake, enjoy yourself the rest of the day. It feels like we'll get things really ramping up here tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get some news, a puff of smoke from Sue Robinson from the, the tower, wherever she is right now, and we can get that decision going and and get ready here. Last thing, though, real quick, what did you think of it? And I know you only got to see it briefly, but kind of just the new look of training camp for the fans with all that extra space now. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I mean, I think the having the bleachers on, what what would that be? I guess that'd be the west side of the field, sort of. Yeah, they're on um, both sides now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know, we've had it on the, the the east side. You know, having bleachers on the other side where there used to be houses, um, I think is going to be really cool. And I think it it makes it feel more spacious, right, than it did before. You know, it at times uh, it, it felt a little tight, and I think now. You know, fans uh, are going to be able to have, um, I think, overall better vantage points, right? Because you're on both sides, uh, both fields. Uh, you can yeah. see instead of basically it was like you had a couple rows of bleachers and then not much. Now it's a lot more spacious on that side of the field. So, yeah, interested to see what it looks like on Saturday when fans are first allowed to come. It's going to be a lot of fun Saturday, the first open day of training camp. That is the great Jake Trotter. And next time we talk, hopefully we'll see a little more football action that we can break down here. But thanks as always, Jake, and uh, look forward to chat with you soon. All right, that will do it for us here today on Cleveland Browns Daily. Tomorrow we will be back live from the practice field, and hopefully the weather will cooperate. See a little bit of Cleveland Browns training camp practice here as they are in this ramp-up period, but helmets should be on, and we should start to see something that resembles some football out there for the Browns for the first time in this training camp. Big thanks to Jake Trotter for joining us. And, of course, you heard from Kevin Stefanski, you heard from Miles Garrett, Greg Newsom as well. For Gibbe, I am Nathan Zagura saying stay tuned. The next level is next. You're listening to 850 ESPN Cleveland.